occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. <laughs> hey, welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is episode 105. I'm Abby. I'm Kate, and we'll be your ghostesses. Is it summer yet? Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know what it is, because it's the first of June when we're recording this. Yeah. So pretty much, I would say June is the summer. June to org. Why did you give up? I'm not, I'm Come just on, giving you a nickname. Shut up. <laughs> June to August, yeah, it's summer. Those are my summer months, for for sure. I don't think they're just your summer months. Those are my specific. I think those are British summer months. Get your own. Oh. What are you talking about today, Kate? This week, I will be delving into the extraordinary life and unbelievable talents of Michel Letito and his incredible digestive feats. I'm also talking about a man that can eat some big stuff. You know what, Abby? Get your own story. No, my name is Charles Domery. Not my name, his name. I was going to say, um, it's Abby. I'm changing my name live on the show. You literally just introduced yourself. I'm renaming myself to a guy that can eat big old things. Big old things? Yeah, I'm excited to tell you about him. This episode is kind of like Tara. Do you remember what episode that was? No. But if you haven't heard that one, if you're like a newer listener, that is a really funny episode. That was one where I started crying, like on the show. Kate's story about Tara was insane. I loved that story. It's one of the ones where like, sometimes I feel like you tell me a story on the show and I want to be able to delete my brain and hear about mm-hmm. it again. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Yeah. Well, that's the high I was chasing when I found out about Mr. Latito and then someone jumped on the bandwagon and was like, you know what, I'll find a man that's eaten even more than your man's eaten. I don't know how much your man's eaten. We can have a contest. Well, I would like to win. First of all, before we get into the news, I just want to say that I was taking some time off for bereavement, so thank you for bearing with me during that. And also, we got our first P.O. Box package from Hannah. Oh, yeah. put a reel up on our social media, so if you haven't seen that and you want to see it, Hannah, if you're listening, you can see that on our social media. And if you want to send us something yourself, you can do that at Murder. P.O. Box 2137, Liverpool, UK, L18YX. It's on it's on Instagram if you want to just check that out. Yeah, we appreciate it. It's nice. Thank you, Hannah. It's very exciting. It was so exciting. I was shaking with excitement. Kate is a little baby. Yeah. On Christmas. You ever seen Chihuahuas and how they get so excited that their body just convulses? Yeah, on me. Christmas when you give the Chihuahua its present <laughs> and it starts Why convulsing. About Christmas. Is this because I mentioned December? Maybe She's, you've got it in my head. You're ready now. You're like, fuck it. It's So what are you going to get me for Christmas? Well, I wouldn't announce that live on air. Also, I have like two pennies to rub together. So. We're not live. <laughs> <laughs> what if everyone who listens chips in one pound and we all get a nice gift for me for if Christmas? If you donate one pound, then one small Abby will receive a gift she enjoys this Christmas. Ooh, I'm so excited. Let me know what gift you'd give me. Let me know. Sorry, that was such well, a narcissistic. Because I'm the best. <laughs> That's like my comment for this time. Comment on this episode what you'd get me for Christmas. Ew. Ew. <laughs> j- I take it back. I didn't mean that. It was just a joke. Yeah, okay. Unless it's a really good gift. Abby. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pack it in. Tell me the news. Okay. This week's news is from news.sky.com. A funeral director's is making custom coffins in Edinburgh. Go As You Please is a funeral firm making headlines because they are making coffins to look like whatever you want. Some examples include a Dyson Hoover box, a Greg's sausage roll in the packet, and even the TARDIS from Doctor Who. 
Goja Please also caters to making the coffins look like box sets of your favourite TV shows and films. For example, Game of Thrones and Harry Potter, to name just two. For those who enjoyed a beverage or two in their life, they've even done coffees that, co coffins that look like a pint of the person's favourite lager. Wow. A spokesperson for the company said that it's to encourage families to get involved in designing the coffins and break the taboo of talking about death while people are still alive. I feel a lot of ways about this. Is this because I talked about bereavement? Uh, yeah. I was like, oh. Put me in a Jack Daniels coffin. I'm begging you. I was literally, I've written down here, what would you get? Yeah, that's what I would get. Jack Daniels. Love of my life, me and Jack buried together. Mm, I like that. I don't know what I'd get. A screen box set. That's good. Yeah. I like that. The Myths, Magic and Murder logo. Wow, you are really on fire with these. How much have you thought about this? Did you know about this? Have you no. contacted the company? No, I just have a lot of ideas. Wow. Okay. Tardis sounds good. My brain works at like a third of the speed of yours. Canoe. I don't know that a canoe I don't like canoeing. I don't know why I said that. Happy Hippo. Good. Good choice. I mm. love a happy hippo. Do other countries have those? Did we already ask? We asked on Patreon. Right. Do other countries have happy hippos? Let us know if you it's like have enjoyed a happy hippo. It's like a like a two inch I don't know how big an I don't know what I'm saying. It's a tiny little children's treat that is made by Kinder and it has like It's it's a hippo shape. Yeah, it looks like a hippo and inside is like Kinder Delicious bueno hippo. You are stuff. not helping. <laughs> like inside is gooey hippo blood. Mm, delicious gooey hippo. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I think it's a really nice idea. Yeah. Because, like, people are, like, planning. They're, like, having open and honest conversations with funeral directors to, like, plan what they want. And then when the family sees it, it'll be something that reminded them of, of them in their life. Yeah, I think it's kind of freaky. But I suppose it's not something that you can ignore. I suppose it's yeah. kind of better to be like, yeah, this is how I'm going to go out and it's going to be sick. Definitely. I think it's better to plan ahead. And then it's way less ag for the family, isn't it? Yeah, but I'd like to be cremated or like made into a tree or something. So maybe putting me in a big fancy coffin would be a waste of everyone's time. I'm like, I want a custom Jack Daniels bottle. And where it says Jack Daniels, it says my name. And then it has my Instagram handle underneath. And then burn it with me. You know what you could do? <laughs> I'm going to pay all the money. Could you? Here's a question. Sorry, it's a bit morbid. Right, for our episode back after bereavement. Yeah, um, I, I'm also, I'm trying to talk about die eating things. Could you? get cremated and have your ashes put in a coffin and then the coffin buried because I don't see why not that feels like did you ever watch um the emperor's new groove when it was like and then we put that box inside <laughs> another box and then we hit it with a hammer um I, yeah i mean i don't see why you wouldn't be able to do that maybe i'll do that it feels bougie it feels extra i don't want to be in the floor it feels dramatic yeah but you're Personally. already dust no i get it but like i don't know put me somewhere nice sprinkle me on the haunted mansion illegally oh, so you're not allowed to do that yeah the french version not even, she doesn't even want to go to America for it. No, no. <laughs> Just right here, baby. Take me to France. And drop me off at Star Tours. Eat a croissant in front of my ashes. And then sprinkle me on the Phantom Manor. Oh, God, yeah. Can't think of anything better. You'd love that. Mm -hmm. And then I can be, I can haunt the Phantom Manor forever. I'll scare children. I'll ride the ride. It's like not a scary ride. That's the point. It's like a kid's ride. Don't haunt that. Like that's no, scary. I'll be friendly. They'll just think it's part of the attraction. You can like blend in with one of the dancing. That's ghosts. what I mean. They'll Aww. think that it's me. They'll Aww. think that I'm just like that. that'd be so cute. And then people are like, "Is that Abby from Miss Magic and Murder?" Yeah, Remember and then that every old, time really I old on, podcast. I don't know why I'm saying that I'll live longer than you, but I will. So when are you I get on, killing me. Yeah, <laughs> when I, this just in. When I get on the ride, then I'll I'll look out for you. Yeah, because I'll be the only ghost that instead of ballroom dancing, I'm just like. 
dropping it like it's hot. You are not that good at dancing. You'd just be punching the I'm air. doing the Macarena. Oh, goodness. Oh, I love that ride. Anyway, 10 minutes into the episode, let's talk about what we came here to talk about. Do we have to? Let's eat some stuff. Yeah. My sources are All That's Interesting, Wikipedia, Amusing Planet, and Healthline. So Charles Domery, it could be Domery. Look, you know it's me. Also known as Charles Demers, was born in 1778 in Poland. He had eight brothers and each of them shared a very large appetite. As in, they all had one. They didn't share an appetite. They were separate creatures, separate beings that all had different appetites and they were all big. They were like, oh man, stop having kids, like to their parents, because they started off, the first child had one whole appetite and then it was cut in half. Yeah, and then by the eighth one, all you want to eat is one crumb. You just have one pea. But this is the opposite of that. Then you're done. And that's what's so crazy. Oh my God, you're tricking me. He liked to eat big things. Charles grew to be over six foot three. And at the age of 13, he joined the army to fight in the war of the First Coalition. And this is where he developed both as a man and also a guy with a big old hunger. He was described as having long brown hair, gray eyes and smooth skin. Just so you can put that in your imagination. Beautiful. While his time in the military was similar to the average man, Charles found it very difficult to live on the rations that the soldiers were given, and this only got worse. At one point, the soldiers were suffering from a food shortage in this specific army, and Charles was just suffering real bad because he needed to big the big foods. He needed to big the big foods. He needed to big the big foods. After some consideration, they were able to double his portions, but it still wasn't enough. Eventually, they told Charles that he wasn't able to get more food out of them. So naturally, Charles did the most normal and expected thing that everyone would do when he switched sides in the war. Oh my god. He switched to the enemy's military and he started fighting for the French. Look, I've not done any research about this goddamn war, so we'll just go with what we know. I know nothing. We're not here for war information. History. You think this is a war podcast? I'm not here for factual facts. (laughs) You aren't? No. I mean, for lies what about and when I slander. Talk- <laughs> what about when I talk about the Tudors? I don't even know who you are. <laughs> but I've not listened to a word you've said. She in the creeps into my house and she tries to just get me to lie to her. Yeah, it's a sick game she's playing. So anyway, he switched to the French, and they gave him a melon. Yes, and he ate the whole thing, including the rind. What a win! And they were like, "Whoa, this guy—he's crazy." Maybe I'll try out for the French army. But they weren't suffering from a food shortage. So he used his own pay to buy extra food as well as eating the food provided for the troops. And at one point he was eating four times the amount of the regular soldier and he was complaining that he was super hungry. He's a super soldier. Because of this, Charles began to resort to the extreme. His appetite knew no boundaries and he began to consume anything he could find and considered edible. I get it. His diet included the conventionally like meat, bread, veg... But it also extended to raw animals' organs, candles, clay, and stones. How did he get to that point? It was reported that he ate cats and literal pounds of grass if he couldn't find anything else. Like he would just go outside and just eat all the grass because he was so hungry. Man, he cattle. couldn't stop. Yeah, He's it was thought this is going to make you sad. No, he ate 174 cats in one year. Not with the skin. And he would usually kill them first, but when he was extremely hungry, he couldn't wait. What year was this? 1700s. Okay, he's a early stupid, 1800s. stupid man. Stupid idiot man. Why did you want to know what year it was? To because say I that? didn't want him to like still be alive. <laughs> I didn't want anyone to come for me about this, but I hate him. Oh my god. Yeah. This is an anti-Charles podcast now. His favourite food was raw bull's liver. 
and at one point he almost resorted to cannibalism. That did not lend itself to your accent. What did it say? Raw balls. <laughs> Bull. 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 I'm saying what you're saying. Wrong. Bull. You're saying bull. Bull liver. Bull. Bull. Okay. That's, I don't, that's I, quite enough. <laughs> as in the, male cow. Yes. There we go. So at one point he was working on this French ship and his crewmate was hit by a cannon, blowing his leg off. Oh my. This was obviously devastating for the he man. He didn't eat the leg, did he? And I imagine extremely scary. But on top of that, the crew had to wrestle Charles away from the severed leg <gasps> because he was scrambling, desperately trying to eat it. He was attacking people, just trying to get to the leg like an animal. And the only way they were able to stop him from eating the leg is by throwing it overboard. Is by feeding him another crewmate. <laughs> On one occasion, he also attempted to eat an entire bucket of live snakes. Bucket? <laughs> you leave my accent alone, I'm sorry. In February of 1799, the ship was captured by British forces in Liverpool. That's where we are right now. What the hell? Charles and his crew were held captive here, sorry, and they were given rations in their prison. Meals weren't easy to come by, but the daily rations for all the prisoners included two ounces of bread, half a pound of vegetables, and either butter or cheese. They were also given beer or rum. When? Obviously, this didn't really scratch the surface for Charles, and while he was locked up, he ate at least 20 rats that had wandered into his cell. What a knob. He also ate all the candles he could find. Why? And he ate the prison cat. No! Sometimes you pack it in, bruv? Sometimes he'd just eat the medicine if no one was using it because he just needed to eat something. Yeah, I don't know. The British were like, we have to double this guy's rations because obviously he's eating the whole prison, like all the walls and shit. But it didn't do anything. So they just doubled it again and again until he was eating the rations of 10 soldiers. And then the prisoner commander, he was like, we need to run some experiments on this guy because this is no man. <laughs> this is no mere mortal. Charles was working up at 4am and he was offered four pounds of cow udder, which he ate without hesitating. And then they offered him five pounds of raw beef, which he also ate. They gave him a bunch of candles, which he ate, and then he washed it down with some beer. And he seemed pretty happy about it. His spirits were high and he was just chilling. And while the experiment didn't really serve much, I guess like he had a good midnight snack. But after that, we have no idea what happened to him. That's where the records end. So, they definitely experimented on him. You think? Oh, for sure. Well, the medical records, the records were just like, I don't know, I don't know, I guess they weren't keeping loads of stuff about him. It's possible that after the experiments, they were just like, well, he either died or he escaped prison or they left prison and then that was it. Maybe, yeah. I don't know, but that's it. But as I mentioned in the beginning, Charles had eight brothers and apparently they all had the same condition. And he also said his father had the same condition and he would often eat meat half-boiled. Ew. That's really interesting. Yeah, like he would never ever get sick or anything. He was completely fine. Uh, And there was no knowledge on this condition at the time and doctors were obviously stunned by him. I don't know if you've written anything about medical conditions like this in your story as well. Pika? No, I haven't written that one. Ah, well, there you go then. I don't think so. Knock me out. The only illness they knew for sure at the time that existed in his family was smallpox and mm-hmm. his whole family survived that so that that made no sense and he ate loads and loads of food and other random things but he weighed a normal amount he was an average build he seemed to be of average intelligence he showed no signs of being mentally ill but it's also 
early 1800s, late 1700s. So yeah, it, it's going to be incomplete records of everything. Yeah. And also mental, mental illness in those times is completely different. So we don't know. But yeah, he was never sick, even though he was eating just raw meat all the time and random things. His heart rate was normal. His skin was more normal. His muscles were slightly weak, but not to an extreme amount. And it seemed like he was completely fine. The one thing that he had is that when he would go to sleep, he would start to just profusely sweat. Then he would wake up after several hours starving. He'd eat a bunch of random things, go back to sleep and sweat heavily again. And then when he would wake up, the sweating would stop, but it would start again when he ate. Wow. You know what's interesting is that I was going to say, have you written anything about the hypothalamus? I've written a little bit about hypothyroidism. Okay, I'll let you go. Polyphagia could be a modern explanation for people like Charles or Tara, because it's basically a condition where you have extreme hunger, but it won't be cured when you eat. Mm -hmm. However, there's no modern cases for this where anyone goes to the extreme by eating like cats and candles and rocks. Well, there's no need now. Yeah, I was going to say like I've written, although for many people, I assume food is easier to come by mm -hmm. than in the 18th century or whatever. Yeah. Um, but also hypothyroidism can in induce an extreme appetite and a scientist named Jan Bonderson speculated that Charles maybe suffered from a damaged amygdala, which caused him to have like this uh, this uh, disease or, or whatever it is to the extreme, mm -hmm. basically. Yeah, I was going to say about your hypothalamus um, is part of your brain and it controls like your hunger and thirst, but it also helps manage your body temperature. Dr. Kate? No. He's in the house. No, please. <laughs> This doctor is not in service right now. But yeah, maybe it was something like that. I, it was probably something to do with the brain, right? Especially if it was like hereditary. Mm. It, it feels like it lends itself more to a, a biological change rather than a mental change. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, interesting stuff though. Yeah. Mine is more insane. I win. I knew yours would be because that was the one recommended to me when I kept trying to search this. And I was like, no, no, I know that that one's taken. I win. But... If you like the podcast and you want to follow us on social media, you can do that at Facebook and Instagram at Myths Magic Pod. You can also head over to patreon.com forward slash Myths Magic Murder if you want to subscribe to our Patreon. I just want to give a shout out to our newest Patreons, Erica, Nessa, Beth, Bree, Kelly, Harley, Matt, Pumpkin Pie. Sorry, I don't know your name. It's just Pumpkin Pie, Christian. And if I've left you out, drop me a message and I'll mention you in the next one. We actually do know who Pumpkin Pie is, but we just love her so much. Um, <laughs> over on Patreon, you can see our beautiful smiling faces telling you all of our stories. Uh, we also do a coffee and a chat before every single episode. So if you want to hear us just chat shit straight at you, then you should go over there. I tell you all my thoughts that I have. You can give as much or as little as you want a month and you also get a discount off of our merchandise, which you can view over on midsmagicandmurder.com. Also on the website, we've got a request submissions bit and you can email us your haunted happenings, terrifying tales and spooky stories if you would like to do so yeah. on mythsmagicandmurder at gmail.com. And if you've already sent those and you're waiting for a reply, we will read it. We will read it. Don't yes, worry. We're just got, waiting for the right ones. We've got in the works. Yeah. Whenever that. you send something, I love to read it and I love to reply. And if I don't reply, it's because I'm putting it on the show. So do not fret, my little children. Yeah, do not panic yourself. We love you as well. Yeah. Okay, you ready for my one? Yep. <clears throat> the best story, arguably. This episode is sponsored by Haunting Happenings. Do you love chilling tales and spine-tingling stories that keep you up at night? Then you have to check out Haunting Happenings on YouTube. This unique channel is dedicated to sharing the creepiest, most unsettling stories that will make your heart race and your skin crawl. With captivating storytelling, eerie visuals, and an atmosphere that will leave you breathless, 
Haunting Happenings is your go-to destination for all things spooky. So, if you dare, head on over to YouTube and subscribe to Haunting Happenings. www.youtube.com forward slash at Haunting Happenings. My sources are The Leader Post, GuinnessWorldRecords.com, TheFamousPeople.com and Wikipedia. So, Michel Lotito was a French entertainer who was born in France on June 15th, 1950. You think you're better than me because you can do the accents? I was not doing the accent. Okay, well, you can read things properly and pronounce words. <laughs> Throughout his life, he gained worldwide recognition because he possessed an ability that was nothing short of astounding. He could consume non-food items. We're not talking about, like, the accidental swallow of something small, like your hair or, like, cuticles or whatever. Ugh. I am talking about an entirely different level of eating non-food items. I'm so excited. He earned himself the well-deserved nickname Monsieur Mange Tout, which translates to Mr. Eats All. And he definitely lived up to it. Audiences around the world were captivated by his astonishing performances. Have I clickbaited you enough? Are you, you ready to find out? Okay, well, I can continue. I'm, I'm getting so excited. <laughs> his most wild accomplishments included devouring items like bicycles, what? shopping carts, and brace yourself, an entire Cessna 150 aircraft. What? Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. This makes my guy look stupid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your guy's just a baby. I personally have never even thought about eating an aeroplane. Well, now I am. <laughs> now I reckon I could do it. What's the texture? The taste? Apparently, all of this started... How do you log it in my fitness pal? <laughs> It's like just fiber. <laughs> All of this started when Michelle was... His name's Michael without the A, right? So, Mikkel? Mikkel. Mikkel? Whatever. Was nine years old. The story goes that he had smashed a glass while he was eating dinner, and instead of cleaning it up and putting it in the bin, he ate it. Oh my god. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? Then, after his parents had taken him to the doctor to make sure he wasn't going to die, he continued his obscure diet and began to showcase it to other people for money when he turned 16. He set a world record by eating eight pounds of bicycle in 15 days. But then a few years later, he beat this record by eating more than 15 pounds of bicycle in 12 days. You don't need to eat bicycle. And this was just the main meal. Oh. The side dishes included a hundred razor blades, uh -huh. two plates... And a glass. What, for what? Just because people were paying him or because he wanted to just see if he could? But both. Like in my one, he was like really hungry. That was the problem is that he was hungry. This is what he ate. Yeah, but like, did he want to? Or was he just like, no, oh, I can figure this out. This is what he ate. These were his meals. I know. Like, yeah, he, he wanted to. I mean, with these, he probably wanted to set a world record. But he would choose to eat. Over food. Metal. And oh glass. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Whoa. Well, when he was nearly. interviewed after eating the 15 pounds of bicycle, he just said that when he was young, he had a complex that he was too thin. So then he went on to eat everything. He also stated that his favorite part of the bicycle was the chain because it had taste. Huh. While performing, so each time he performed, he consumed around one kilogram or just over two pounds of non-edible materials daily. 
And in order to be as safe as possible, he came up with the technique of drinking lots of mineral oil before performing, and then loads of water during to lubricate his throat. As well as this, he would cut larger pieces into smaller ones, which enabled him to eat roughly nine tons of metal between 1959 and 1997. Wow. A million likes on this episode, now eat a bike. Please no. It's worth it. I mean, <laughs> you will die. You might be thinking, how on earth was he able to accomplish these feats without causing himself some serious harm, right? Yeah, an aircraft? Uh-huh. Well, gastroenterologists ran some tests on him, and it turned out his body possessed certain physiological adaptations that made it possible. For starters, his stomach lining was notably thicker than average, providing an extra layer of protection. And his digestive enzymes were incredibly potent, enabling him to break down and process objects that would be indigestible for most other people. Apparently, he never had any trouble when passing these non-edible objects. Strangely, although these adaptations meant it was super easy for him to eat incredibly hard objects, they also meant that soft food, like eggs or bananas, would make him sick. Wow. Uh-huh. Imagine you can eat a bike, but you can't eat an egg. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I could. Um, I don't eat eggs. That doesn't mean that... No, no, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. It doesn't mean that... If so you... instead of having an egg, I should fry a bite. No, 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 no. Let's go fry a bite. It, it, it doesn't work the same way. For you. For anyone, actually. Just this guy. What if I can do that and I don't know? Should I eat something crazy right now? No. Live on camera? No, please. I was so scared of telling you this because I was like, Abby's going to want to eat a plane. <laughs> yeah, because I know that it's like taken apart and he will be eating it in small bites. You're imagining him biting into the wing? Yeah. Me too. For sure. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was taken apart. Yeah, he, he had it in... It took him over two years, I think, to eat the plane because... I don't know. Filling. I don't know. Put some cheese on it and get me drunk. Ten minutes. You are also lactose intolerant. As well as not being able to eat metal. So I don't think it's that's how a good I want to go. And then put me in the Jack Daniels coffin right after. <laughs> so it's obviously important to acknowledge the risks involved of su in such endeavours. Consuming non-food items poses some serious health hazards. Yeah, don't do this, guys. No. And Latito was certainly aware of them. To ensure his well-being, he remained under constant medical supervision, with doctors closely monitoring his health. Despite taking precautions, Latito's unique lifestyle definitely carried inherent risks. So the complete-ish list of weird things he ate includes at least 45 door hinges, 18 bicycles, 15 shopping carts, 7 TV sets, 6 chandeliers, 2 beds, 1 pair of skis, 1 computer, one Cessna 150 light aircraft, <laughs> which took two years to fully consume between 1978 to 1980. One waterbed full of water. At least you get some water in you. 500 meters or 1,600 foot of steel chain all at once. One coffin with handles. What kind? A normal boring one. <sighs> one Guinness Award plaque that he just won for the strangest diet. He ate it. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. What a guy. I know. Sadly, uh, Michelle's remarkable journey came to an unfortunate end in 2007 when he passed away at the age of 57. While the exact cause of his death is uncertain, it's believed that his death actually had nothing to do with the complications associated with his unusual eating habits. Oh. 
It's important to emphasize that his feats should not be seen as a challenge or something to be emulated. Eating non-food objects can be extremely dangerous and should not be attempted. His accomplishments were truly exceptional and not to be taken lightly. It's thought that Michelle had an eating disorder now known as pica or pica. I think it's pica. I've seen that on My Strange Addiction. Pica is a medical condition characterized by an appetite for non-food items such as clay, dirt, ice, hair, paper, paint, chalk, or stones. Or an entire plane, I guess. It's, well, yeah, I mean, you might as well. <laughs> it's commonly associated with a nutritional deficiency, psychological disorder, or a developmental disorder. It became a lot more well-known with the TV show My Strange Addiction. Ah, there you go. Which was a banging show. And now I can't find it anywhere. It's, like, not available no, anywhere. It doesn't exist. And that is the story of Mr. Latito. Well, that was fascinating. Uh-huh. How do you feel about that? Um, kind of disgusted, kind of impressed. Mostly impressed. Yeah, right. I wish I could do that. I don't think I would use it very often, but I'd like to know that I just could. He, in like interviews with him, he acts like this is just like a totally normal thing to do because he's like, well, I didn't eat the whole bike. Obviously, it's stupid to think about eating the wheels and like the handlebar. I ate the rest though. And it's like, oh yeah, those bits are too non-edible. I was thinking like how it would be to eat a wheel. So yeah. it's a shame he didn't eat that. No, he didn't eat the wheel. I suppose because like, I don't know. Jesus eat the wheel. Like Jesus take the wheel. Uh, that's hilarious, are we? <laughs> It took everything in me not to honk with laughter straight into the microphone. Yeah, I don't know what his criteria was for it being edible. Maybe he just liked it when it was crunchy. Yeah, I I watched um, a little documentary. It was just one on, on YouTube and it was only short, but it had like video footage of him like eating glass. Ah. And it was oh. so uncomfortable. Yeah, no, I could not watch that. Yeah, and he was fine. He was fine with it. I, isn't it crazy though? Like the first thing he ate was glass of all things. Yeah, pretty insane. That's like a really wild one. Yeah, I yeah. don't even want to touch razor blades. Yeah, I mean, if you can eat anything, why why pick that? Why pick spiky? Because that's what he wanted. What a crazy man. Yeah. What does he look like? Can you describe him to me? I just describe. I know I'm gonna get up a photo because I can't remember him because I wrote this a while ago. <laughs> that's fine. In my head, he looks like, and for literally no reason, it was the first guy that popped into my head. You ever seen that movie, um, The Pirates in an Adventure with Scientists? Mm -hmm. You know, the main pirate. That's hilarious. Literally no reason. I don't know why that's not related at all. But He, okay, he is like a, I, I think he's short. I can't really tell, um, but he's got like quite wide features. He's got like quite a prominent nose, quite wide, just a like a brown haircut, like comb over. Just like a regular top. guy. Like literally just some guy. Very the most some guy. He's like a heavy set guy. And like all of these photos are just him like with his teeth around something metal. <laughs> <laughs> wow. If you could eat one thing and be completely fine, what would it be? Like, with no consequences whatsoever. Like, something impressive, right? Like, the Statue of Liberty. Or the Eiffel Tower. Okay. Go but big we're both or thinking go about home. completely different things. What were you thinking? You know in Lush, when they have those big, huge jelly things? Yes. And you can, like, slap them. I don't think you're supposed to. I always give them a <laughs> smack when I go in, though. 
You're a little freak. I would eat one of those because you know the texture of that is good and they're big and they smell good. If I could sink my teeth into that, it's making me like teary-eyed. It would be so satisfying. Why are you crying? I want to eat it so bad. I thought you were going to say like it's making me salivate, but you're just crying. When right I now. see them, I want. I, I look at them and I think, my God, I wish I could eat that. You know what? I wish I could eat. <laughs> this is so irrelevant and like no one's going to understand it. In Lush. They used to have... We want to eat Lush. They used to have this bubble bar called the Mars Bar. And it was fucking delicious looking. Damn. Oh my God. It was like, okay, like a rounded rectangle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And half of it, the top half, was like whitish, like like very, very light brown. And the bottom half was like, looked like milk chocolate brown. Oh yeah. And then it had this little cube in the middle that looked like a sugar cube. Because it was, it smelled like chocolate. Yeah. Like it was delicious. Oh yeah. And I want to eat that so badly. They discontinued it. God knows why. Because I would buy it every single time I went in. Everything in that place looks delicious. Mm-hmm. The honeybee thing. Oh yeah. Oh my God. That, that looks, looks like, like a chocolate. Why make it look like that? What is wrong with you? Wait, do you mean the honey I washed the kids? No, no. It's like a bee. It's shaped like a bee. I don't know. It's like white. You can Google it. It's like a white bee. <laughs> B. It's the fluorescence. You will like you can it. Google it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking up the Mars bar Lush. What? I want you to look up the B. Lush B. Type that in right now. Do it or I'm Was firing it the Mars you. Bar? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, B. Yeah. Lush. Tell me you don't want to eat this guy. Can I have any more information? It's like a white circle. Oh, what the hell? Why can't you see it? Are you showing? Are you looking at photos of it? Do you mean the big bath bomb? No, it's oh. a. It's like a body. I don't know what Mr. it is. Mr. Bumble. Yeah. No, he's the rap. No, well, it can't be that right then. Look, I'll show you. After <laughs> it can't the show. be that right then. I'll show you after the show. I don't know what. I don't know what I can. I don't know how much else I can tell you. Yeah. He's a bee, and every time I see him, I want to just consume him. <laughs> I love the way you phrase things. I would also like to do, you know, when you use a wax melt, I want to do a shot of the liquid and be fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, delicious drink, right? Especially the ones we have. Ooh, they stink good. We have, um, like, pumpkin spice smelling ones. Can you eat aloe vera? Oh, my God, I found a photo of it. Yeah, right. No, it's the Ma Bar Bubble Bar. It's 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 a bee shape. And it's bubble thing. Abby, I'm literally not talking about your one. I'm talking about my one. Oh. <laughs> You're so excited. so excited. No, yeah, it was the Ma Bar bubble bar. Comment so what things you want to eat Obviously from supposed to be Mars bar. Should we put photos of these on the reference photos? Because I feel like we should. I'm, my mouth, dude, wet. <laughs> looking at this delicious little bubble bar. Why did they make the middle look like a sugar cube? <sighs> they know what they're doing. They do. You know what else I want to eat? Squishies. Those like stress toys for kids. It's like a, they're not like, people that use them as that. It's like a squishy. They're not really like a thing anymore. They used to make them shaped like foods. They were like all the rage in 2016 or something. Oh, right. I yeah. know, like the foam looking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. looked great. Soft. Yeah. yeah. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Also, carpet. You know? Oh. Yeah. You know when you your mum would take you into like carpet, right? And you didn't want to be there. <sighs> yeah. And you just have to like flick through the bits of carpet. Yeah, and just, just like, like touch wow. them all. Yeah. And like they never were soft. No, Ever. yeah, but I'm you know, a big like, fan of textures. Me too. 
You know the the thicker ones. Mm -hmm. I could sink my teeth into that. I, mm, the feeling of that on my teeth made me feel <laughs> ill. Whoa. All yeah. Right. Sorry, that was a very extreme response. I feel like we should end now. No, I'm thinking about other things I want to eat. Okay. Orbeez. Oh yeah, Orbeez would be great. Mm -hmm. They remind me of boba. Kind of want to eat a croc. Oh. No. I don't want mm. that. It would be too squeaky. Yeah, it would be too squeaky. You're right. <clears throat> I wouldn't mind a croc if it was like halloumi. Oh, could you imagine frying a croc like that? <laughs> Putting it in some batter? Croc fries. Croc madame. Oh, uh, you're so funny today. <laughs> oh my god. When they give it to me at the restaurant, they say croc madame? Right. I just want to tell you now, Abby is not funny as soon as we <laughs> stop recording. <laughs> It's so mean. As soon as she leaves the seat, she's just some girl. That's not true. She actually. sits down. She's bloody hilarious. Because I save all my jokes for you. Wow. Thank you. That's okay. I am going to go eat dinner now. Before That's the quiz. okay. Yeah. Let me know what kind of things you want to eat from Lush. It's very important. I need to know. I need you to tell me what kind Not even from Lush. Just in general. Tell me what kind of things you want to eat in the world. If you could eat anything. If you could eat anything, what would you eat? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And don't listen before bed. Listen before bed. Because you'll get hungry. And I will come into your room with a bath bomb. And, and I will just force you to start eat eating all of your carpet. <laughs> <laughs>